With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happy Thursday to everyone except the World Health Organization, whose pandemic treaty is truly awful. Um, and Joe Biden, who is giving away our sovereignty by being involved in the World Health Organization's pandemic treaty. We're going to talk about that in a moment. But before we get to that, Last week, we did a whole episode on comedian Chelsea Handler's day in the life of a childless woman. In response to that video, comedian J.P. Sears made a day in the life of a childless man video, and it is hysterical. Take a look at this. This is a day in the life of a childless man. In the morning, I wake up to the alarm of unbearable feelings of glorious loneliness. From that point, I do whatever I want because not having kids empowers me to stay an immature child myself. With my coffee, I write in my journal to remind me how the world does in fact revolve around me. At noon, I award myself 10 virtue signaling points for not having kids just like the globalists want. In the afternoon, I treat myself to red light therapy to help strengthen my narcissism at the cellular level. Then I enjoy reading about Marxism and all the <laughs> benefits of destroying the nuclear family. So good. And before bed, I count my money and think about how it's the true source of happiness. <laughs> Those idiots with kids are missing out. I would cry myself to sleep, but I'm a man, so I repress my emotions instead. It's amazing how much meaning you can miss out on when you set your life up to make everything about you. And that's the day in the life of a childless man. <laughs> Narcissism at this cellular level. Gosh, I love... JP, the the money part is actually the most insightful. This is true comedy, right? True comedy is both humorous, makes you laugh, and it's also insightful. But that's that's JP Sears. He's one of my favorite comedians. I thought you would get a kick out of that, especially after we did a whole episode breaking down Chelsea Handler, not just why she wasn't funny, but the cultural impact of the antinatalism movement. The World Health Organization pandemic treaty is the topic of today's show, and it's because you guys requested it. I asked you on Instagram the other day what topics you cared about the most, um, and this was actually the most requested topic, is, is Joe Biden getting the U.S. involved, giving away our sovereignty to the World Health Organization um, regarding pandemics like COVID-19? And of course, the fact checkers on the left, we're talking about PolitiFact, um, and not just PolitiFact independently. Remember, PolitiFact, in this case, is funded by Facebook, by Meta, Facebook's parent company, to issue this fact check on Facebook. Um, the fact checkers are claiming that Joe Biden is not giving away our sovereignty because the fact checkers claim that the World Health Organization pandemic treaty is not legally binding, nor does it force the member states who would sign on to this to actually take action. This is more of a recommendation, they say. So I thought what we would do today is we would read through this pandemic treaty and we would uh, examine that question for ourselves. Does this give away our sovereignty and is it legally binding? And moreover, what exactly is in this? This is a very long document and negotiators from the US government, meaning the Biden administration, are heading to Switzerland later this month, actually in about a week, for final negotiations on this before it is voted into being. It's kind of a treaty, although it's not 
there's no plan right now to ratify it in the Senate. So let's read through this together and break it down. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so let's back up a little bit here. Last week, or actually earlier this week, I think it was earlier this week, I asked you guys on Instagram what you thought was the most pressing threat in our nation. Not overall necessarily, but just this week. And a lot of you ask, what about this this World Health Organization pandemic treaty? So I thought we would read through this today, analyze it, break it apart, see exactly what it is, what impact it will have. And spoiler alert, it does not look good. This is a nasty document, but Biden, so like when I said back up for a second, during the State of the Union a couple weeks ago, the State of the Union address, Joe Biden uh, used a phrase when he was talking about COVID-19 that was a very carefully crafted phrase. He told us that COVID-19 no longer rules us. Two years ago, COVID had shut down. Our businesses were closed. Our schools were robbed of so much. And today, COVID no longer controls our lives. Okay, so why did he use that phrase? COVID no longer rules our lives. He used that phrase because a couple months ago, he got in trouble, Biden got in trouble with the mainstream media because he said the phrase COVID is over or the pandemic is over. And you can, you can hear him say this for yourself. This was on 60 Minutes. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's, but the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing. And I think this is a perfect example of it. First of all, if you go in an airport, there are still a lot of people wearing masks. In fact, every time I see someone wearing a mask, I think about that study that just came out two weeks ago that said ugly people are persisting in wearing masks. People who are physically unattractive continue to wear masks. And it makes me laugh. But when Biden said this on 60 Minutes, when he said the pandemic is over, the ruling class that surround Biden freaked out because they've used COVID as justification to push all of their pre-existing political policies on us. They just used COVID to spark fear and then to use their policies as a supposed solution to um, address our fear. So the World Health Organization, Dr. Tedros, who is the head of the World Health Organization, he is controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. He was handpicked by the Chinese Communist Party for his role at the World Health Organization. He staged a press conference after Biden said that the pandemic is over and contradicted Biden. 
As you know, on Friday, the Emergency Committee met to consider whether that remains the case. The committee has advised me that, in its view, COVID-19 remains a global health emergency. And I agree. So the point of all of this is not that Biden is senile. It's not that Biden contradicts himself. Those things are both true, but this is much bigger than that. The reason that the ruling class, the World Health Organization, the, which is part of the UN, the UN, the World Economic Forum, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the reason, even the administrative state who operates supposedly under the direction of the chief executive and the executive branch, but really they operate independently, fueled by ideology, the reason that the ruling class contradicted Biden is because they still have one thing left that they need COVID for. They still have one thing on their agenda that they need you to remain in a state of fear in order for them to accomplish. And what this thing that they need you to remain in a state of fear for is, is a pandemic treaty, a global pandemic treaty that gives the United Nations, which is what the World Health Organization is, remember, the World Health Organization is part of the United Nations. It is this super governmental organization that wants to rule us, even though it's not part of our country, it's not a representative, it's not part of our representative republic. We send delegates or ambassadors to the United Nations, not elected representatives. The UN wants to use COVID to grab power over our country and our citizens, other countries too, but we're here in the United States, so it's most important how it impacts us. And they want to, they want you to be in a state of fear so that you don't question what they're doing. So enter this, this COVID, or this, it's not just COVID, this pandemic treaty that the World Health Organization introduced. They introduced what they call the zero draft for this, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a rough draft, the first draft of this pandemic treaty. And they, the member states of the World Health Organization, there's 194 representatives from um, some of these member states are going to meet in Switzerland in about a week from February 27th to March 3rd to negotiate the exact terms that were laid out as a framework in the zero draft of this pandemic treaty. Once they finish negotiating the terms of this, um, they will vote on it officially. Actually, not this year. They will vote on it in 2024, but the terms will be set in about a week. So that's that's why these so-called fact checkers like PolitiFact and Facebook and um, all the rest, all the rest of the organizations that are tied to the ruling class are out in full force trying to contradict you, trying to gaslight you, trying to censor what you're saying and censor information so that you don't have access to it, so that you're confused, so that you don't know what's happening here. Um, and by the way, one of the important points of this, the, 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 the way that the fact checkers are framing their so-called fact checks is by claiming that this treaty is just on a voluntary basis, it's a framework of suggestions or recommendations, and that it doesn't require the United States, for example, to uh, surrender our sovereignty to the United Nations. They say the United States, for example, wouldn't have to adhere to a provision in this treaty if the US Congress disagreed or if the American people disagreed, if any policymaker here in the United States disagreed. That's that's kind of true and kind of not. And we'll get in, we'll get into more of that once we look at what's in 
this treaty. So if you open up this zero draft, and it's on the World Health Organization's website, I can post a link to it underneath the, uh, the link to this episode or on Locals as well, for anybody who wants to read through it themselves. It's pretty long, I'll warn you. You open up this zero draft, and when you see the table of contents, the first phrase that introduces the table of contents, the, the point, the objective, the mission of this pandemic treaty is this following phrase. The world together equitably. That's a phrase that leaves a bad taste in your mouth because equity is not equality. Equity is not prosperity. Equity is not cooperation. Equity is socialism at its, at its smallest point and outright authoritarianism at its largest point. Because what is equity? Equity means equal outcome. In order to achieve equal outcome versus just equal rights or equal opportunity, in order to achieve equal outcome, you have to actively discriminate against some people who might otherwise naturally achieve a different outcome, a higher outcome, a better outcome than other people. So the people that would achieve a better or higher outcome than other people face discrimination, which is bad enough, but there is somebody in control who is picking and dictating which people face that discrimination. So those people that are picking and choosing winners and losers, they're in a position of authoritarianism. Equity is an extremely dangerous concept. We saw in, in during the heights of the COVID outbreak, we saw um, a health system in the state of Ohio implement this new policy called a health equity policy. And when they, they use this phrase, health equity, they used it as a justification to ration certain therapeutics for COVID. And they, they picked who was eligible for these therapeutics, not based on maybe the weight of the person or the pre-existing health conditions or the age of the person, which is the, the, those are the three largest determining factors on whether COVID is fatal for you or not. They picked who was eligible based on the color of people's skin. That is equity. Equity can be racism, equity is discrimination, equity is socialism because it's redistributing, even if it's not outright money, it's material goods, it's, it's the fruit of people's labor, it's property, and it breeds authoritarianism. That's what it is. So the idea that this, or not the idea, the reality that this World Health Organization pandemic treaty, the mission is the world together equitably should disqualify this before we even flip to page two. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus okay so this pandemic treaty grants the world health organization the authority to declare a global pandemic emergency and what happens 
if the World Health Organization grant or declares this global pandemic emergency, then all the member states who have signed on to this treaty, the U.S. most likely being one of them because the Biden administration is participating in the negotiations here and doing so in a positive way. They're not trying to, they're not trying to wreck this. The U.S. would then um, obey or be expected to adhere to the provisions that the World Health Organization lays out in this treaty regarding everything from medical care, and I'm talking pharmaceuticals, to natural supplements, to non-pharmaceutical interventions like lockdowns and masks. So here's what, here's what the treaty, I want to read you the words so that you can hear them for yourself. And maybe, by the way, PolitiFact and Meta and Facebook should read the words of this zero draft themselves too. It's illuminating. This is what it says. The parties shall, as appropriate, monitor and regulate against substandard and falsified pandemic-related products, end quote. So I feel like I feel like we should bring a little bell on this show that I should just like pick up and ring every time I have to warn that this next sentence that I'm about to say is going to have to be censored on YouTube because YouTube is, you know, commie censors. Um, but yes, uh, if you want to watch this completely uncensored, you can go to Liz Wheeler or rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler. Uh, we do have to censor this next, this next sentence so that YouTube doesn't give me the boot here. What this means, if you were to apply this standard, that the parties shall monitor and regulate against substandard and falsified pandemic-related products, what this would mean applied to what we experienced the last three years is that anyone who wanted to try hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, any doctor that was, that was prescribing these medications would face government regulation. That a country like the United States would not be allowed to make that decision for themselves. Do, do you and I, as patients, if we have COVID-19, do we have a right to try these? Since they are not terribly harmful, side effect profiles aren't terribly scary compared at least to other pharmaceutical interventions, do we have a right to do that? Do doctors have a right to prescribe off-label medications that in their judgment might reduce the symptoms for people who are suffering from COVID-19? Do it, it, Are we allowed as a country to decide this for ourselves? Are we allowed as individuals to decide this for ourselves? According to this pandemic treaty, the answer would be no. The United States and then doctors practicing medicine, your doctor, would be required to defer to what the World Health Organization thinks. So for example, maybe your doctor would say, listen, I think hydroxychloroquine is a good uh, prophylactic. I think ivermectin, if you take it early on, can reduce the severity of, of the disease, the, long, the longevity of the virus. But all I'm allowed to give you is remdesivir, Fauci's pet product, that's harmful and unhelpful. This is what this treaty would, I mean, we, we dealt with this conflict on a case-by-case, hospital-by-hospital, doctor-by-doctor, state-by-state basis during the outbreak of COVID-19, but this would make it so that we don't have any conflict because the World Health Organization would dictate those standards. And then we get to the non-pharmaceutical interventions. Non-pharmaceutical interventions are things like masks, and things like lockdowns. The World Health Organization would write the standards for what countries should do. Should there be lockdowns? Should your business be shut down? Should people be forced to social distance? Should parks be closed? Should beaches be patrolled by police on four-wheelers? 
Should we be deprived of our right to assembly and our right to free exercise of religion? Should we be forced to cover our face with cloth masks, with surgical masks, with N95 masks if we want to go out in public, if we want to go on an airplane, if we want to go in a grocery store? We wouldn't have the capacity to decide that for ourselves. And in our country, in, in states, I mean, I started out when COVID-19 happened, I lived in California and we faced a lockdown immediately. California was the, the first state. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, was the first governor to lock down the state. And it was bad. And a lot of people, myself included, felt like we didn't have a say in this, that this was being dictated, that he had no authority to do that. And it certainly wasn't done, it wasn't done through the legislative process anyway. It was just an arbitrary, um, an arbitrary edict from a governor who had suddenly seemed to grab the powers of an authoritarian tyrant. But then we had Florida, who made the opposite decision. Governor DeSantis handled Florida differently. If we adopt, if the United States signs onto this pandemic treaty, we wouldn't even have the option of moving from California to Florida or New York to Florida. We'd be forced to abide by what the World Health Organization believes about lockdowns and masks, and they've made this very clear because they've supported both. And not just supported both as best practice, they've supported mandates. Speaking of mandates, what about vaccine mandates? Let me read to you from the zero draft of this World Health Organization pandemic treaty. This is what it says. Quote, the parties, this is the member states, meaning the US, the parties will contribute to research and inform policies on factors that hinder adherence to public health and social measures, confidence and uptake of vaccines, use of appropriate therapeutics, and trust in science and government institutions. End quote. Does that give you the creepy crawly chills? The World Health Organization will dictate policies about what we're supposed to think, who we're supposed to trust, and what our political, what our politicians force us to do. It's so creepy. Because they, their science is not science. Their science is ideology. They've proved that to us. This is not, this is not hypothetical. If you don't want to take the COVID jab, according to the World Health Organization, it's because you must be believing misinformation. You must have been misled. Your hesitation isn't valid. Your choice is illegitimate. Therefore, policy must regulate what you can hear that might feed your hesitation, that might inform your decision, because the only decision for you is the right decision dictated by the World Health Organization, which is to take the vaccine. The World Health Organization, under this pandemic treaty, would also seize economic control. In the, it, if they declare a global pandemic emergency, they would take control of global supply chains. Now. This is particularly um, scary. This is particularly damaging because of the original, the mission that we read at the beginning, the mission, the world together equitably. You and I are lucky, and, and maybe not everyone listening to the show is in the United States, but a good majority of you live in the United States. We are fortunate to live in the United States. We enjoy a level of prosperity that not everyone around the world does enjoy, but what the World Health Organization wants to do is they want to steal from us, steal from those who have to give to those who haven't. Now, personal charity calls us to be generous, you and I to be generous. 
with what we have, especially as it relates to uh, people that don't have basic necessities, but that's on us. That's a personal choice. That is not for Dr. Tedros, controlled by the Chinese Communist Party at the World Health Organization, to decide that they have a right to dip into your pocket and take the fruits of your labor, your property, and sometimes property that is the difference between life and death, medical care or not medical care, and give that to somebody else. On what basis? On the basis of equity. This is what this is what this pandemic treaty does. It also creates a big brother surveillance system. And not just the surveillance of people, which is creepy enough. You want government, you want Joe Biden, not just looking over your shoulder, sniffing your hair. You want him snooping on everything you're doing, everything you're reading, everybody you're talking to, what you're saying, how you think, how you worship, what medications you choose to take or not to take, whether you're obeying the dictates, the non-pharmaceutical inventions, social distancing and masks and lockdowns. That's creepy enough. But this pandemic treaty calls for censorship. It calls for these, these member states, the U.S. would be one of them, to, quote, monitor and regulate against substandard and falsified pandemic-related products by, quote, conducting regular social listening and analysis to identify the prevalence and profiles of misinformation, to design communications and messaging strategies for the public to counteract the misinformation, disinformation, and false news, thereby strengthening public trust. If this sounds like something that you would hear from the Bolsheviks in Russia, or from the, uh, the Castros in Cuba, or from Xi Jinping, the man who banned Winnie the Pooh in his country because he was so, his feelings were so hurt, by the comparison that he looks like Winnie the Pooh, as he literally imprisons Uyghur Muslims in his country who are subject to, to torture, rape, and organ harvesting while they're still alive. If this sounds like something from a communist nation, it's because this is what communists do. This is what authoritarians do. They snoop on you to control your behavior. They propagandize you, indoctrinate you, and brainwash you, and then punish you if you don't comply. This is all within the pages of the zero draft of this pandemic treaty. It's going to be negotiated next week for a couple of days. The Biden administration seems all on board with this. It includes, this pandemic treaty includes something called the One Health Surveillance. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So what the heck is One Health Surveillance? One Health Surveillance is, I'd call it a theory or a philosophy, but it's more of a political ideology. It's a worldview 
it's a it's a it's a lens through which well people on the left in this case the world health organization looks at the world it's it's critical race theory and other critical theories mashed up into into a noxious mess so let me let me back up and explain what uh, one health one health is so people people who have espoused a one health philosophy or people like not people, but organizations like the United Nations and the CDC and even the World Bank. So right there is a little red flag. But One Health is the idea that everything on earth is so interconnected. It's kind of like intersectionality, that everything on earth is so interconnected that public health impacts racism and racism impacts public health, right? We've, I, I use that example because we've heard this it, we've heard this in our country from the Biden administration that racism is a public health epidemic. When racism is a, a noxious ideology or it's a sin, um, it's a prejudice, but it's not, it doesn't have to do with, it doesn't have to do with your likelihood of getting sick or if you get sick, your, um, your threat of fatality or serious illness. Racism doesn't play into that institutionally. It's two separate things. Uh, there might be individual instances where racial discrimination impacts impacts individual personal care, but that's not the same thing at all. So One Health is this idea that, you know, climate change is even impacted by racism or um, global warming is impacted by sexism. It's, it's an intersectionality type ideology that, well, you guessed it, allows the World Health Organization in the name of public health to control policies on everything, political policies on everything. So it's it's what we've seen from, it's what we've seen from um, governments and, and state governments in the United States, what they've done with COVID is they've said, everything has to do with COVID-19. It's not just a vaccine. It's not just a mask. It's everything. It's the health equity that I mentioned before that, oh, this person with a certain skin color qualifies above another person with a certain skin color for treatment just based on that immutable characteristic. It's kind of the same theory that AOC used with her Green New Deal when she was talking about, well, socialism is the actual answer, the solution to climate change, um, that she just uses climate change alarmism as an excuse to expropriate power from everything and to push her pre-existing political ideology. That's kind of what One Health, this One Health philosophy is, or this One Health ideology. Um, so in this pandemic treaty, this zero draft from the World Health Organization, they include policies on carbon emissions because carbon emissions, they claim, impact climate change, which they claim impacts public health, which they claim leads to poorer outcomes uh, in, in a global pandemic. So you see how this is so all-encompassing and so vague that in the name of public health, you could have the World Health Organization dictating to us that we're not allowed to buy gas-powered cars based on the fossil fuels and the carbon emissions, which impact climate change, which impact, which impact public health, which makes the outcomes of pandemics worse, or something equally as asinine. This is heavily embedded into this pandemic treaty, this draft. And the reason that we know this is just about control. It's not about real public health. It's not about health at all. It's because there are three words used by the World Health Organization that simply shows us exactly the cards that they're holding. The first word that they use is stakeholder. 
Now, you might be familiar with this word because stakeholder capitalism is the name of Klaus Schwab's Great Reset Strategy. This is what the World Health Organization Pandemic Treaty says. Recalling the international health regulations of the World Health Organization and the role of states, parties, and other stakeholders in preventing, protecting, against, controlling, and providing a public health response to the international spread of disease, dot, 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 then they call for what they want. Stakeholders, adding stakeholders um, is a way of adding other interests as a determining factor in the decisions made. So for example, when Klaus Schwab wants stakeholder capitalism, he doesn't just want a business to make a decision based on their shareholders, based on their customers and their employees and their profit and their investors, a business decision. He wants um, stake, quote unquote, stakeholders to also be a factor. So climate change is a stakeholder um, and fossil fuels is a stakeholder and abortion is a stakeholder and gay marriage is a stakeholder, which has nothing to do whatsoever with the, with the business of the business. But when you redefine capitalism to be stakeholder capitalism, it allows these very far leftist political agendas to actually rule the economy and our culture and our society. This is embedded in the pandemic treaty. They also state that their goal is government-run healthcare systems, socialist-style healthcare systems. They say in order to make health for all a reality, individuals and communities need equitable access to high-quality health services without financial hardship, well-trained, skilled health workers providing quality, people-centered care, and committed policymakers with adequate investment in health to achieve universal health coverage. It's a highfalutin way of saying that they want, quote unquote, free government-run healthcare. We don't even have to go into why this is a bad idea, but it causes rationing because there's never enough money to pay for what people want when it's supposedly free. It's why in the United Kingdom, the government cancels, quote unquote, elective surgeries. You might, if you tore your ACL, that's an orthopedic surgery that's considered an elective surgery. The government can cancel that based on the fact that they don't have funding for it. That's bad enough as it is, but then when you add in elements of equity, you might be denied care based on an immutable characteristic. Maybe you're a man, or maybe you're white. You might be denied the, the medical care that you want or the medical care that you need based on these immutable characteristics. It's, it's toxic. It's poisonous. It, I mean, we've seen the outcome of this in, in nations like Cuba, where they have a two-tiered healthcare system. A healthcare system for the elite, which means they fly to Spain, or healthcare for the everyday man, woman, and child where hospitals have rusty surgical instruments, there are no blankets, no light bulbs, and the outcomes are horrendous. This is what's in the pandemic treaty. And then finally, this pandemic treaty defers to the so-called experts. They say uh, they want to support mechanisms that ensure global, regional, and national policy decisions are science and evidence-based. That also is just a highfalutin way of saying technocracy. We want you to obey the experts. Well, the experts, like Fauci, ruled the pandemic, this last COVID-19 pandemic, and it didn't... We all saw what happened. He ignored the science, pushed his political ideology, and if we questioned him, he told us that we were science deniers, that we suffered from science denialism. This is what's in the pandemic treaty. Okay, so get back to the fact checkers for a second. The fact checkers claim that it is not true that Biden, the Biden administration, participating in these negotiations uh, in Switzerland over this World Health Organization pandemic treaty, they say it's not true that he's giving away our sovereignty. So let's examine this. 
Is that true? What is Biden doing? Is this legally binding? So the answer is yes and no. A treaty, an international treaty requires a two thirds of the US Senate to ratify if it's going to be legally binding. However, those who constructed this, this World Health Organization pandemic treaty were very crafty. They were clearly familiar with US constitutional law because there's a provision in this treaty that allows it to go into effect, quote unquote, provisionally, meaning until or unless the Senate takes action on it. So it has this, this switch that allows it to govern us unless the US Senate does something about it. That's very sneaky. It's, it's somewhat of an unsettled point in US constitutional law. There's some precedence from the Supreme Court that might allow, that might allow a provisional, the, the provisional enactment of a treaty before it's been officially ratified by the US Senate. The other, the other thing that um, naysayers or fact checkers are saying is that it's not legally binding because it often uses the word should. Member, part, member states should, parties should, instead of shall. So should, they say, is a recommendation. Shall would be an, a direct order or, or a, a statute. I don't buy any of this. I think that this is, um, that this is nonsense. PolitiFact's fact check specifically um, claims that Biden's not giving away U.S. sovereignty. Why? Because experts told PolitiFact that it, that it won't eclipse the sovereignty of nations. <laughs> yes, that's who I trust, PolitiFact. When you ask the World Health Organization itself if you're trying to, if they're trying to supersede sovereignty, of course they're going to deny what they're doing. But here's the thing, the, the, whether or not this is legally binding is actually not the point. It misses the point. It's, it, the point is also not, oh, Biden contradicted himself policy-wise. First he said COVID was over, then the World Health Organization said it was not. No, of course Biden contradicts himself, he's senile. That's not the point. The point of all of this is why, why are we, the United States, even part of an organization that holds these viewpoints? Why are we part of the World Health Organization when they believe this radical leftist ideology and they want to propagate it on us? The United States pays the World Health Organization up to, they paid $700 million in 2021. And that's a little bit higher than average. The average is 600,000, or not 600,000, $600 million in, uh, annually. We are literally paying the World Health Organization. We are the third biggest funder of the World Health Organization. Germany is the largest, then the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, then the United States. We are literally paying the World Health Organization to punch us in the face. I don't understand why we are a part of this organization. President Trump defunded or pulled us out of the World Health Organization. Biden put us back in. But this is the question that we should all be asking, not is this legally binding or what does should mean? What does shall mean? Does Biden have the right to do this? Will this violate our sovereignty? The question is, why are we voluntarily associating with anyone or any group that believes in bossing around nations that believes in this neo-Marxist ideology? And we should push our senators on here. Fortunately, Senator Ron Johnson has introduced a bill called the No uh, WHO Pandemic Preparedness Treaty Without Senate Approval Act. And this would obviously require the US Senate to ratify this treaty. It would, it would disallow the Biden administration from unilaterally negotiating and entering into this, even with that provisional provision. 
There have been, I believe, 17 senators who have signed on to this, aside from Ron Johnson, Chuck Grassley, Bill Haggerty, John Barrasso, Mike Lee, Marsha Blackburn, Rick Scott, John Hoven, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, Steve Daines, Tom Tillis, Tom Cotton, Mike Braun, Tommy Tuberville, Roger Marshall, and Katie Britt have all signed on to this, which is great. Kudos to them. This is exactly what they should do. The question should be, why is there only, is that 17? Did I count 17? Why is there only 17? Where's the rest of the United States Senate? And where are the rest of the Republicans? You might expect this kind of behavior from the left giving away US sovereignty, but Republicans, come on. That's where you and I come into play here. We are the constituents of these senators. We, vo- we hired them. They're our employees. We voted them into office and we have the power to vote them out of office. I, a, a US senator once told me that constituents would be surprised at how influential a half a dozen or a dozen phone calls and emails about one single topic on one single day actually is in the decision-making process of these politicians. So light up their phones, email them, call them, show up at their town halls, tell them, tell the US Senate to force the Biden administration to bring this before the US Senate for ratification and do not ratify it. Do not give power to Dr. Tedros at the World Health Organization, which is controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, which got everything wrong when it came to COVID. Don't give them power to do this again. The ruling class, the elitists, loved the pandemic because they weren't stifled at all. They did whatever it was that they wanted to do while ruling us and ruining our lives. And it allowed them, exploiting the fear that they instilled in people, it allowed them to seize control. So of course, the World Health Organization doesn't want the pandemic to be over. They don't want COVID to be over until they've accomplished this one last step, which is taking away all of our power and making sure they have the reins the next time some virus starts to circulate. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.